All right, Jamie, chat GPT, are you ready? All right, good to go. Yo, I guess before that, roll that intro. Don't act like you're not impressed. Let me tell you something, Pandeo. You pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes, I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Jesus. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, welcome back to another episode of Hella Average uh, with me, Jose. And... Um, I guess what? I hope everybody's having a uh, a good week. It is getting a little warm here uh, in 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 Scottsdale. Not my favorite part. Still beautiful in the morning, but holy shit, it's kind of it's starting to warm up a little bit. Um, I am Jose, like I mentioned. Uh, don't forget to follow me on YouTube. I actually have a couple of short videos there that I've put up. Uh, I did already mention one time that I did a. A, a animation not too long ago. I am actually working on another animation. Sam the, Fatal the Metallica fan, which is actually one of my favorite characters. Unfortunately, this was already two weeks ago, I think, or yeah, somewhere around there. I was hoping to finish it way before that because I think I've mentioned radio is very topical and I hate when I've gone more than two days to three days. But it's such a good character. I think it's still funny. I feel like I would be doing a disservice to it if I don't do it. And you know what? At this point, fuck it. I like it. It's funny. And I'm going to throw it up and it's good content. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully, I will finish that up in the next week. I need, need to draw, I think, a few things. But almost everything's, you know, edited. Audio is edited. I'm going to start putting the scenes together and everything else. So uh keep an eye out for that in the meantime don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channel hit that bell i have a couple cool little car shorts up there that are that are great and speaking of which also check me out on my ig oh before i say before i go further the youtube thing i gotta tell you chat chat first of all sorry jamie chat gpt jamie chat gpt has been helping me with my hashtags and my uh, title, my titles and descriptions. Now it's it's a little early to tell, but so far it's been extremely helpful in in a, in a couple of ways. Now I think I think maybe I, I'm hoping that it's maybe helped as far as garnering more views and, and more subscribers because I have picked up a few subscribers uh, recently, which is great. And you know I want to thank all subscribers, even though they probably have no idea that I'm on here. Although I do advertise. The podcast in the description, but I got to tell you, it's nice not having to think or Google what tags to put up, trying to think of what best titles. I'm not a copywriter. I don't know really what's hitting the most, what SEOs pick up, pick up, what algorithms pick up and so forth. But I got to tell you that the, that Jamie chat GPT has been making this a lot easier. One of the things I hate the most about posting, whether it's on IG, YouTube, or whatever it may be, 
is the hashtags and the tags themselves because they're different on YouTube. What title is is best? What description? What you know the words that SEO will pick up, algorithm and things like that. And that I got to tell you, that's a chore for me. I hate thinking about that stuff. You never know what, and it takes a minute and copy and pasting, and you don't know if it's going to work or not. And sometimes something works, but you don't know if it's necessarily that. It could just be the car, right? I just got to say that the chat, Jamie Chat GPT has been on point for me on a few things. I mean, there have been things that I've asked. I don't know where my, oh, here it is. Okay, so there's a couple of things that I've asked. And like, for instance, one of them, I would say, hey, Jamie Chat GPT, please give me more of the most popular. Okay, so I had asked. Okay, so yeah, let's say, please give me more of the most popular and best algorithm YouTube tags for a Lamborghini Diablo video short that totals 500 characters or less that will go viral and separate them in commas. Sure enough, it gives me, it gives me them. Uh, I also said, you know, you sometimes you have to be specific because they thought it was building it, which I love though. This is fantastic. I did not build this car or review it. I just shot a brief video walk around for a short to go on YouTube. Can you give me three great descriptions that has relevant keywords? Jesus, uh, relevant keywords in my video description. So this can help with SEO and make my video go viral. Gave me three of them. And they were fantastic. I even can regenerate responses and even more. This did the same thing with the titles. Um, uh, give me five of the best titles to use on YouTube for that video short that will help the SEO and garner views and make it go viral. And it gave me fantastic, I mean, fucking great, great titles. I regenerated, so I get 10 choices. And you can re keep regenerating, you can 15. It goes by, you know, whatever, whatever amount you put in there, copy, paste, and whatever I feel is the best. I tell you, it makes things that much easier. So I I have a content assistant. How let's put that? Let's put it that way. Not a content manager. Jimmy ChatGPT can't manage all my content, but it, it could definitely, he could definitely assist me. So I gotta say, if you guys are doing things along these lines, this is a good one to go. I haven't necessarily, I used it for once on the IG. It didn't do well, but I, I don't, I also think at the same time, it wasn't that it was uh, Jamie ChatGPT that did that. It was more the fact of of the, the, the video itself. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a McLaren one, but it's not a video. It's just a still that I created lights to, to, uh, to, to come on and a car that starts, which I just basically re recorded as well. So maybe it was the video itself, you know, the type of content. But uh, I have, I think I found a couple decent things on my IG that have worked. But anyways, on my IG, it's Jose Maze underscore creator. Please uh, check those out. Follow that as well. It's It's been, I've been trying to post a lot more on there as well. Sadly, I don't have a car show this Saturday. Damn it. I'm going to have to do something, though. I might just go to the to the Lamborghini uh, show or Lamborghini show, Lamborghini shop out here, the the Ferrari dealership or somebody, maybe even the Claire one. Maybe they have something there and I could just do a couple videos like that. So we'll see. But it's been it's been great. Check me out on there right now. I th oh, yeah, my Jose Meza site is not up, but Juan and Joe And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast as well.
uh, yeah, I didn't mean to take that long, as I always say, but I thought the YouTube thing with uh, ChatGPT was fantastic. So not only does Jamie ChatGPT help me during the podcast, he helps me uh, with my content uh, uh, struggles and and it's it's a huge help. So, hey, thank you, Chat Jamie ChatGPT. Um, I I do say sometimes thank you and responds quite nicely. All right, uh, this one is this episode is going to be interesting today, and it's from my buddy Rick, and I find it fascinating. So, I think this one will be fun. Definitely not as dark as the last one. I hope that you guys. We're good with it and we're able to handle it. Uh, you know, for the most part, I'm not saying you're, you, you're weak-minded by any means. I'm just saying, like, it can go pretty dark. But I want to give a shout-out to my my boy, Rick. Uh, he uh, gave me, um, I don't know, he he just told me it was, it was, it was you know, the best one I've done. And and I always appreciate his feedback and and his advice, his, not, not only his advice, but his recommendations and so forth. So, uh, Rick, thank you so much for um, helping me out with that. I, I appreciate it. And and um, I'm glad that you sent me this one. I think this one's a good one. But I'm glad that even though the last one, episode 112, um, if you guys don't know, it is a little bit of a darker <laughs> tab, which is basically Issei Sagawa. It's episode 112 when this uh, person... Um, I don't even want to call him a human being, actually, just this basically trash, I would say. Uh, he got away with killing and eating his classmate. It's disgusting and it's brutal. It's unfortunately true, though, and it's sometimes reality. But it, it was dark. And even though it was dark, uh, Rick thought it was still a good podcast. So thank you for again for all those who support me. Truly appreciate it. Uh, before I go into episode number 113. Uh, I wanted to just kind of touch on a commercial that, ah, uh, man, it has, is it's, okay, I'm, I'm a person that hates commercials for the most part. I would say 95% of commercials I can't stand. I run streaming services now, not so much cable, because cable was a ripoff uh, immensely. I don't watch a shit ton of TV. I wish I could because I am a fan of of shows right written shows um hold on my mic's falling off okay i think we're good for now of of scripted shows films movies things like that i am huge into cinematography into video and great storytelling acting stuff like that so i i watch it because i just i i love it that's a that's a passion of mine i unfortunately don't have a lot of time to watch a lot of these um, have absolutely unbelievable shows. I usually go for a movie because it's a little bit easier to watch, but a movie, a two-hour movie can take me a week to two weeks to finally finish. But, you know, I, I got shit to do, man. And it's 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 just one of those things. But that being said, it was just like, and I like watching sports. That's in mainly football and and right now it's the playoffs for basketball. But there's a commercial recently that's just been just eating me fucking alive because I hate all commercials. I hate cell phone commercials. I hate, um, you know, your insurance commercials, um, all that. I just, they have to be great. They have to be funny. Let's face it. Most of them are just dumb. 
and just, I mean, seriously, just dumb. And um, I, I hate the Amazon one with the chick with the goddamn disgusting mustache. You know, that's not attractive. That's never been attractive. Not even at Spawn Ranch at the Manson headquarters, shall we call it, back in the 60s would that have been acceptable. That is just not a good thing, okay? We are, men and women are, are two different things. If you're a woman and has that much of mustache and, and, you know, depending on ethnic backgrounds, listen, I'm, I'm Mexican. I know some of my girls, um, you know, can, can have definitely slightly more, a little bit more hair, whatever. That's not a big deal. They manage it and that's, and I think it's great. I'm just saying, if you have a bigger mustache than I do, you probably have a little bit more testosterone than I would like. And you might have bigger balls than I do. I don't know. But I just, I, I don't, I don't think it's a good thing to try to portray that as sexy. And this thing is shown 20 times during a game. And it's, I mute it. And that goes to through every, every single commercials, as far as I know, like, or that I remember, I mute a lot of them, especially like your, uh, the the pharmacy uh, commercials because it's so funny how now that COVID's gone now they're just throwing out every single fucking pharmacy out there and it's and it's constant right and the one thing I do miss about cable is that I just would pause it or record and then I could just fast forward through all the bullshit all the garbage and unfortunately most of the time I don't have that option on these on these streaming services so a lot of times I I would just mute them. That's one of them that I mute. It's disturbing. It's it's a, it's a terrible to me. It's just nobody that I know of finds hairy lipped like mustache women sexy. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's someone out there with their fetishes, but hey, again, some people like feet. And some people like ears. Um, who knows knees elbows who who fucking knows right there's i, I understand that, that that there's people out there but it's a very small percentage i am i would almost bet that that the percentage for mustache women is even half of that so let's not think that that's a sexy thing it's not all right it's it's just it's just not man i mean dudes have dudes most dudes don't look good with the fucking mustache. You think a fucking woman's going to look great? Come on, man. It's gross. It's disgusting. A dude looks like most guys, not all of them. I know a couple cats that look good with the mustache. Most cats, I got to say, do not, especially if they only have one. It looks creepy. It looks weird. You think a woman's going to look better? I don't think so. So I had to kind of vent on that. My buddy uh, on the radio was talking about that Holmberg. and. And 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 I'm I'm glad because there was a lot of people <laughs> emailing and texting him, feeling the same way. It's not. It, I was just like, come on, dude. It's it's that's it's not that's not good. You know. Um, that's why. I mean, we've even got to the point where men, you know, they're getting this manscaping stuff, manscaping products that that didn't exist 15 years ago. You know, it, it's got to the point. People are like, hey, man, let's let's just let's let's be kind of clean we're not we're not complete animals let's let's try to keep ourselves somewhat clean i mean 
You know, next thing you know, not brushing your teeth is going to be a cool thing. Hey, you know what? It's natural. We should be able to just, you know, be normal and not have to worry about that. Like, why bother brushing your teeth? Hey, well, at this point, you know, toilet paper is bad. Why just not just take a shit and then just put your pants up? I mean, you know, this is cool. Listen, it's got to stop. It's 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 just it's just not good. And yeah, I mean. I, I I just don't know what what the point in this is. Uh, and I think it's I think it's eventually going to take a turn. And hey, let's hope that this commercial maybe does that. So I just really wanted to vent a little bit on how disturbing that shit is because it's fucking stupid. I love the fact that in for a minute she's in there and all you're getting is quietness. She's listening to a song. And then from the outside perspective, you just hear because she's dancing in the classroom, whatever it is. Um, And it's complete silence. Nobody's paying attention. It's kind of like you're just in your own head thinking it's cool. Nobody else does. It reminds me very much of the southbound, southbound or eastbound and down. Sorry. With Danny McBride. One of my favorite episodes. Great show. At least the first season was. I think it was the first episode, maybe the second episode. It was uh, somewhere. Was hysterical. Ex ex baseball player, pro baseball player. Uh, you know, this is just a joke. It's not based on anything real. And he is like not doesn't really have an ounce of muscle. If you guys know who Danny McBride is, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And that's part of the funny part is he's portraying a professional athlete that's completely out of shape. And he, you know, he basically retires or kind of forced to retire, ends up being a fill-in PE teacher for a local school that he had gone to when he was a kid. And he walks in and it's a great scene. It makes me laugh so hard. He comes in through through the doors of the school and the kids are all lined up and they're fucking clapping and the music's blasting and he's just kind of like dancing on the way in and you know, busting out some moves and pointing at, at, at his fans, at the students, because they're all cheering. I'm very happy and just, they're just, um, just loving every bit of it. And then they, you realize they cut, then they cut to the outside perspective. So now this is not in his head. And that at that moment, you don't realize you see what's actually the, uh, the response outside of a normal perspective and all you hear is his boots because he's wearing like cowboy boots and all you hear is him in the hallway and the squeaking of his boots and the kids are just kind of walking by and looking at this dude like he's a nut and like don't even know who he is and just making these faces and all you all you see is that with no music in the background and i just hear and it's 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 so well done if you guys if you guys have a chance, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Jimmy Chat GPT. Well, hold off on that. Maybe we'll look at that later. Um, but yeah, it is it is fantastic. And uh, I don't know. And that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's just like in your head. I mean, yeah, no, no, no shame in being different. I'm all about being fucking different. Normal's fucking boring as shit, but come on, dude. Like, uh, I've always said there's there's a there's a difference between somebody 
being different just because they are, because it's just who they are. They're not, they're not trying to be different. That's just who they are. And they feel great about it and they love it. It's another thing trying to be different just to try to get garner attention, just to try to, to have this shock value. Um, I'm sure you see that shit on social media all the time. I got to tell you, most people don't give a shit. Have some great content, um, beers if you want, whatever. Uh, but just so you know, um, just a lot of people don't give a shit. Just do what you feel is comfortable and what you think is cool. But that's because you like it, not because you're trying to make a statement. That fucking hair lip shit just, nah, man. That's thumbs down in, in, uh, in, uh, what was it? Dave Chappelle's words. I wish I had four, four hands so I can give those titties four thumbs down. Right. That's basically how it was for me. And I just got to say, I just wanted to vent for a minute. It's, um, it's not good, man. It's not fucking good. It's not sexy. It's shit. All right. I, I know I, I was trying to end it and I just, ah, woo, I just lights me up. All right. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> ah, I know. Um, I always tend to go on for a minute. I was just trying to see what we have here. Okay. All right. So uh, episode number 113. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. I have. I don't think I actually have. Uh, Rick said that he actually had been following this, I believe he said for about 20 plus years. And he sent one article that I'll go over later and at, probably at the end of the podcast. But he's been following this for 20 plus years, I guess. I don't remember hearing about this, but I, I, I definitely found it quite fascinating. And it is the mysterious history of cattle mutilation. Now, you would think that me saying cattle mutilation is, well, like when you mutilate anything as far as, I don't know, for me, mutilation is kind of sounds almost sloppy, right? When when you say, hey, you know, you mutilated that watermelon instead of you cut that watermelon. And, and maybe it's just me, but mutilation to me is mutilated, like sloppy, hacking, just, I don't know, a mess, chaotic, right? Um, so that's kind of why it threw me off a second, but then they use it and maybe this is probably the proper term as far as how it's used. And, and so I kind of was decided to dive into this a little bit more and crazy stuff. It's, 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 it's really interesting stuff that I found. So cattle mutilation, what is it? Well, cattle mutilation, I guess also known as bovine excision, excision, bovine excision an unexplained livestock death. Livestock. Man, man, I am in a fucking good start here, right? Hey, by the way, hear the nose? Feeling good. Feeling good. Uh, again, another shout out to my boy, Rick, for the, I was going to say Instapot. <laughs> Neti Pot. <laughs> Don't want to fucking use an Instapot on the fucking nostrils, that's for sure. Neti Pots, they do work and they work great. So thank you, bro. Um, so yeah, unexplained livestock death or animal mutilation is the killing and mutilation of cattle under unusual, usually bloodless, circum bloodless circumstances. 
The phenomenon has been observed among wild animals as well. Now, cattle is like I said, cattle mutilation, right? Well, unbeknownst to me, not only does it happen to cattle, it's happened to multiple animals. Worldwide, sheep, horses, goats, pigs, rabbits, cats, dogs, bison, deer, and elk, to name a few, um, remember, all over the world, have been reported mutilated with similar bloodless excisions. Um, often an ear, eyeball, jaw, flesh, yaw, uh, tongue, lymph nodes, genitals, and rectum are removed. Man, uh, that doesn't sound normal at all, right? Hey, uh, Jamie, chat, GPT, I, I, these guys are, these, these guys definitely are smarter than I am. But what is excision actually mean? And that's what I thought. It refers to the act of cutting or removing something surgically or physically. In medical terminology, okay, incision, excision, I, I guess it's one incision is in, excision is out, right? That's what I figured. Listen, I never claim to be a smart fucking person. You guys already know that. Not once has everybody said, hey, got any smart people here? And I was the one to raise my hand. I kept that shit down. Uh, it is often used to describe the surgical remover of a tumor or other abnormal tissues from the body. Um, excision may also refer to the removal of a body part or tissue of diagnostic purposes, such as a biopsy. In non-medical context, excision can refer to the removal of any unwanted or problematic object or substance, such as the excision of a paragraph from a document or the excision of a tumor from a plant or the excision of an ex-girlfriend from your apartment. Right? Yeah, you're removing them. I think that's I think that's fair. Now, you're not killing them. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying you're removing them from your bedroom, from your apartment, and they're not coming back, or you know, things like that, right? Excisions can go in many different directions. Uh excisioning uh, toxic people from your life. Maybe that's a good one to use. Maybe I'm using it wrong. But it says, hey, outside of non-medical context, I think it works. Uh okay, so. Since the first reports of animal mutilations, various explanations have been offered, ranging from natural decomposition, okay, yeah, uh, and normal uh, predation to cults and secretive governmental and military agencies to a range of speculations, including cryptid, cryptid predators like the chupacabra and extraterrestrials, uh, chupacabra for you white people. Um, and extraterrestrials, mutilations have been the subject of two independent federal investigations in the United States. Holy shit, that was a fucking mouthful. God damn, it's like a tongue twister there. Um, in case you guys want to know what cryptids are, because it sounds like, um, actually sounds kind of like a movie, maybe like the Twilight Zone or some shit, you know? I almost probably should have read only the Twilight Zone after that paragraph. Cryptids are animals and cryptids so zoologists believe may exist somewhere in the wild. But, and this, this is interesting. This is why I actually marked this because I, I kind of found it crazy, a, a little bit, a little bit surprising. Uh, somewhere in the wild, but are not recognized by science. Uh, okay. Crypt, cryptozoology is a pseudoscience, uh, which primarily looks at anecdotal. Fuck, man. It's really putting me through the through the ringer here today. Anecdotal, anecdotal <laughs> stories, you got it to get it. And other claims rejected by the scientific community. While biologists regularly identify new species following established scientific methodology. 
cryptozoologists focus on entities mentioned in the folklore record and rumor. Entities that may be considered cryptids by cryptozoologists include Bigfoot, Yeti, the Chupacabra, the Jersey Devil, the Loch Ness Monster, and the Mokalik Nakambi. Uh-huh. Um, man, maybe there's maybe maybe it's the time for a career switch. I don't know. Cryptozoologist? Uh-huh. You know what? I just realized something. From now on, when I'm out and about and I'm hanging out at a bar, whatever, and somebody asks me what I do, I'm gonna tell them I'm a cryptozoologist. I think uh see what they say. i I don't know how the hell I'm gonna explain it, but um that's what I'm going to do. Oh, well, Jamie, chat, GPT. Give me a meaning. What is a cryptozoology or zoologist? Okay, so a cryptozoologist is a person who studies and investigates animals or creatures that are considered to be legendary, mythical, or otherwise known to science. Basically, the complete opposite of the shit that, that these guys believe. I don't know about you guys. I, I, I do believe the Chupacabra and the Bigfoot are 100% bullshit. All right. That being said, I think it'd still be fun to say. They focus on researching and gathering evidence of creatures that are rumored to exist, but for which there is little or no verifiable evidence. I would just go with the latter. No verifiable evidence. Let's just go that way. I mean, come on. Give me some fucking little evidence. Right. Uh, cryptozoologists often study creatures like Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, Chupacabra, other cryptids, as I said. They use a variety of methods in their research, including interviewing eyewitnesses. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, as you notice, they're using the sticks or somewhere. Uh, never in a thriving city. They use a variety of methods in their research, including interviewing, oh, I said, analyzing physical evidence such as footprints or hair samples and setting up cameras and traps in areas where sightings have been reported. Tons, tons of evidence out there. While cryptozoology is considered is not considered a mainstream scientific discipline, many people find it fascinating and Yes, definitely not scientific. Anyways, thank you, uh, Jamie Chat GPT. Man, always on fucking ball like that. And just, I mean, just on point. Okay, so the history, the history of mutilation. A cattle mutilation, shall I say. Let's be a little more specific. Uh, the earliest known documented outbreak of unexplained livestock deaths occurred in early 1606, believe it or not. That I didn't see coming. I'll put it that way. That's fucking pretty nuts. About the city of London and some of the shires adjoining... And trust me, this is how it kept going in the sentence. So I'm not like missing words on purpose. Whole slaughters of sheep have been made in some places to number 100 and others less, where nothing is taken from the sheep but their tallow and some inward parts, the whole carcasses and fleece remaining still behind. Okay. Um, yeah, the whole carcasses and fleece still remaining behind, which the fleece, of course, is you know, one of the most valuable things, which is nice because you don't have to kill the poor animal to do that. The outbreak was noted in the official records of the court of James I of England. Charles Fort collected many accounts of cattle mutilations that occurred in England in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. John Keel mentioned investigation animal mutilations cases in 1966, while with Ivan T.S. Anderson, I'm just throwing names there because that's what they are. I don't know who they are. 
uh, that were being reported in the upper Ohio River Valley around Galapagos, Ohio. Man, that took a quick turn from England to all of a sudden Ohio. Um, yeah, so it's been going on for quite some time, obviously. I mean, who would have thought since the 1600s, right? <clears throat> Especially back then. I mean, that was like their main, main source of, of, you know, food, you know, agriculture. You know, you got your milk, your meats, beef. I mean, it's massive. Uh, and some countries still, still the main source of, of diet you know uh okay so physical characteristics this kind of gives a little bit of a uh, of a brief breakdown of the background and um kind of give you a little bit more insight of what what's going on here so physical characteristics in most cases mutilation of wounds appear to be clean and carried out surgically all right some doctors don't even have that ability Mutilated animals are sometimes reported to have been drained of blood and show no sign of blood in the immediate area or around their wounds. The animal's ears, eyes, udders, anuses, sex organs, and tongues had routinely been removed, seemingly with a sharp, clean instrument. 90% of the mutilated cow, cattle are between four and five years old. There's no tracks or footprints that were found in any uh, 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 in any of uh, around the animals in the immediate vicinity, no were any of the uh, usual opportunistic scavengers. So, in other words, yeah, exactly, no footprints of you know basically people or predatory scavengers, however you call it. Now, birds necessarily probably wouldn't; they just land. But I don't know. And listen, I, I'm not I'm not a fucking scientist uh, or biologist or anything, but still find it pretty pretty interesting. Um. Between April and October of 1975, nearly 200, 200, this is, I mean, you're talking in a span of months, man. Nearly 200 cases of cattle mutilation were reported in the state of Colorado alone. Far from being mere tabloid fodder, interesting choice of word, it had been, had become a nationally recognized issue. That year, the Colorado Associated Press voted it the state's number one story. Colorado's then Senator Floyd Haskell asked the FBI to get involved. Yeah, that's I'm sure they really give a shit. FBI. Uh-huh. That's another story. All right. So throughout the 1970s, cases had continued to mount throughout the American heartland. And in 1979, after thousands of reported, okay. Thousands of reported cattle mutilations causing millions of dollars of livestock losses, of course. The FBI finally opened an investigation to a series of cases that had reportedly taken place on New Mexico's Indian lands. Well, ultimately, the FBI's inquiry poured, of course, cold, go figure, right? Um, the FBI poured cold water on the idea that something strange was afoot. Okay? Now, on January 15, 1980, remember this is 1979 that we just went over, the Bureau closed the investigation, putting out a statement saying that, shockingly enough and surprise, none of the reported cases was involved what appeared to be mutilations by other than common 
predators. Well, I mean, of course, I'm sure they did a thorough, thorough investigation. Local sharply, locals sharply disagreed. Yeah. Like that wasn't going to happen. This is by a sheriff of uh, uh, Sheriff George A. of Yarn, uh, Yarnell of Elbert, Il- Elbert, 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 I guess that's the way, County. He says, I've been around cattle all my life, and I don't doubt this. And this is Sheriff, so he's probably an older gentleman at this time. All my life, and I can sure tell whether it's been done by a coyote or a sharp instrument, <laughs> which completely makes sense, right? It's in this, this, uh, Elbert County is a rural area south of Denver, uh, and this was back in 1975. So, um, how is this happening? Now, there's definitely some theories, and I gotta say, not all of them are unbelievable, honestly. I, I, I would say, shockingly enough, you could see this happening probably more than you would, than, that you would hope or not necessarily hope, but uh, think, I guess, or assume. Let's go say, let's say that way. But it's 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 crazy how like you know things happen, and it's 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 also strange how you know experts, and I use that loosely in many different industries. You know what they say, and and how people disagree with each other, and and really, if you look at both sides, they both make a little sense. Now, outside of the UFO thing and and so forth, yeah, is that pushing? I think a little bit. For most people, for a lot of people, like, oh, that's bullshit. Like to me, ghosts to me are bullshit. I think that's bullshit. UFOs, however, I I actually and aliens and shit. I think there is something out there. Um, but you know, it's it's amazing when you have both sides um, talk about things. It actually does make a lot of sense. Outside of, of course, your cryptozoologist. Is that what we have, right? Um, cryptozoologist. That, hey, I got to say, that's the one that stands out away out of the circle a little bit, <laughs> okay? <clears throat> so, uh, so theories range from satanic cults to UFOs and other things. Let's go over a few, but before we do that, let's cut to commercial for just a second to bring sponsor my diet mount. I'm kidding. They usually do that shit. Man, uh, outside of Joe Rogan, you can just pip, 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 fast forward and you're good to go. Um, no, so I'm just going to go over, over just uh, a brief little story about what people believe, and then we'll go into a few more details of some of the, um, some of the theories, okay? All right, so Broadly speaking, the debate about cattle mutilation falls into two camps. And this is broadly. Now, this is going to be more than two camps, honestly. But when they're saying two camps, yeah, you're breaking down to basically reality and should I say fiction? But I don't want to say fiction because UFOs and cults are real. So let's go with what? um, Maybe scientific and non-scientific possibly or... How about scientific and fucking lunacy or something like that? You know what I'm saying, all right? So those who see the mutilations as an unexplained phenomena and those who see them as normal cattle deaths repackaged as something mysterious or paranormal. All right. 
I would go with that. Science or paranormal? Sure. Um, for those in the unexplained camp, which is personally my favorite because I'm always interested and fascinated into what these individuals think, and they're definitely not afraid to speak their minds, sometimes they probably fucking go a little overboard. But I, I don't mind the other ones, but this is just so much more interesting. You know, it's just, I'd rather go to that party than the other party, you know? Um, okay, so I keep saying, um, I'm trying to cut that out. <sighs> All right. For those in an unexplained camp, opinions have diverged about the possible explanation. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Some law enforcement communities opined that the animals were being mutilated by people in strange quasi-religious rituals. In 1980, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police blamed the mutilations on an unidentified cult. The Department of Criminal Investigations in Iowa, meanwhile, asserted that the mutilations were being conducted by Satanists. Eh, it's almost the same thing, isn't it? Except in Canada, they don't want to be, you know, offensive. So they just want to go with unidentified cult. U.S. Iowa is like, yeah, fuck Satanists. Let's just get straight to the point. On three separate occasions, uh, sitting United States senators uh, on, on three separate occasions, sitting United States senators, senators including Harrison Schmidt, uh, at that time was a Republican from New Mexico, an astronaut also who actually walked on the moon and call, he called the FBI to investigate these mutilations. He says, either we've got a UFO situation or we've got a massive, massive conspiracy, which is enormously well-funded. So that's what he told the papers at the time, which I like how he says that. And, you know, he has he has a lot, uh, a lot to say about that, like a good point on that. I, I just kind of like the way he put it together. Uh, OK, so it goes on to say declassified FBI documents show that one in that show that in one investigation, the bureau referred referred the case to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Uh, which blamed, and I use this in quotes, which blamed small mammals such as foxes and opossums, end quote, but didn't explain how predators or scavengers were able to make precise incisions. Well, details, details. In other instances, they claimed they didn't have jurisdiction in the matter. Wow, that's a coincidence, is it not? Although it seems like they just happen to have jurisdiction in every other fucking matter that happens. Go figure. Other investigators drew different conclusions. A New Mexico state trooper named Gabe Valdez, who conducted multiple investigations, concluded that, quote, these mutilations are the work of the U.S. government, end quote. Now we're firing shots. Others have suggested that the mutilations have been caused by cults, ranchers, and even UFOs. All right. Ah, let's go for the latter, baby. That sounds interesting to me. All right, let's go over one here first, which I would say let's go over the most boring one first. I actually was looking at these, and I might have these a little bit in different order, just because I just realized. Who wants to hear government first? I mean, be natural causes first, because let's face it, that's the most unentertaining one of them all. Government, 
I say is, is, is pretty interesting, but the rest of them I think are better. So let's go with natural causes first. Here's one. And these are all, these aren't crazy long. These are just, you know, short, brief statements and, and theories and so forth. Because, you know, like I said, I don't want to fucking go into detail. I don't want each one of them to take, you know, 20 minutes, even though I do have that ability to do so sometimes. Anyways, we don't want to go too deep and too crazy. So, Jet, uh, Jamie, Chat, GPT, you still good over there? Okay, just in case, I might have some questions over here. All right, so natural causes. While many unconventional explanations have been put forward to explain cattle mutilations, a variety of scientists, uh, veterinary workers, veterinary workers, and knowledgeable observers, including farmers and other agriculture workers, have suggested more conventional ideas, most of which revolve around the hypothesis that mutilated, in quotes, Animals died of natural causes and were subjected to known terrestrial phenomena, including the action of predators, parasites, and scavengers. Now, that doesn't sound like uh, that could be done. I do believe I looked into this. I just, again, I didn't want to go too crazy into it, but the way they explained how it could happen was kind of interesting. Shall we go into it? Let's do it. Uh, Jamie Chat GPT. Um, wait, I might not need you on this one. Hold off for a second. Uh, let's see. So, missing or mutilated mouth, lips, anuses, and genitalia are explained. Okay, hey, uh, Jet, Jamie Chat GPT, pull this up really quick. Natural causes, as far as for um, for cattle mutilations. Okay, all right, so. It comes up to say, missing or mutilated mouth, lips, anus, and genitalia are explained as contraction of missing damaged areas due to dehydration. The actions of small scavengers and burrowing parasites seek to enter or consume the body in areas where skin is at its thinnest. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking stupid. I'm not that fucking smart. So it does make sense to me. But again, I, I'm not that fucking smart. I'm not a scientist or... I don't know, the same farmers and agriculture workers, whatever. I'm going with scientists. Uh, they're also saying missing or mutilated eyes and soft internal organs are explained as the action of carrion feeding insects such as blowflies, interesting name, and oppor opportunist or carrion birds such as vultures of yes, which are known to direct themselves towards an animal's eyes and to enter the body through the openings of the mouth and anus in order to feed an internal in order to feed on soft internal organs. I think I've seen pornos kind of like that. Um, absence of blood is explained as, this one I found kind of interesting because I'm like, okay, how is this explained? Well, blood pulling, it, blood pulling in the lowest points of the body where it will break down into basic organic components. I, that sounds just like fucking, they put words together just to say, like, yeah, just put some words together. They won't, they won't question that at all. The other explanation is blood that is external to the body or in the area of a wound being consumed by insects or reduced by solar desiccation. Again, sure. <laughs> um, the surgical incisions in the skin are explained as, which this is the one that I kind of found pretty fascinating, are, I mean, surgical is, you could tell... 
a knife. Can you not? I, I, I mean, is there a forensic? I, J, J, Jamie ChatGPT, you? Nah, probably wouldn't know. All right, no worries, no worries. Uh, surgical incisions in the skin are, are explained as tears in the skin created when it stretches by post-mortem blow and or as dehydration causes the animal's hide to shrink and split, often in linear cuts. Incisions caused by scavengers or predators possibly exact, 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 motherfucker, exasperated by the above. I'm going to have to go with bullshit a little bit on this. Now, again, I'm not a smart fucking dude, especially when it comes down to this stuff, but I can't help it but think bullshit. All right. That's natural causes. I, I kind of went a little bit longer on that one just because it didn't make complete sense when I just first brief, when I read the first brief one because I'm saying including the action of predators, parasites, and scavengers. I would imagine if I know if I was listening to that, I'd be like, okay, break that down a little bit to me because I don't get it. Well, I broke it down to you a little bit more. Okay, let's go to the next would be government or military uh, experimentation. So in his 1997 article, Dead Cows I've Known, cattle mutilations researchers Charles T. Oliphant speculates cattle mutilation to be the result of covert research into emerging cattle diseases and the possibility that they could be transmitted to humans. Hey, that actually kind of makes a little sense. Of course, a little overboard as well, but still. Reports within the affected ranching communities indicated that the mutilations regularly coincided with the sightings of mysterious unmarked helicopters. And we will go on a little bit more here in a second with that. Not crazy. Unmarked helicopters. Some ranchers who suffered the worst losses believed that the federal government had performed mutilations. And this is for an assortment of reasons. I got to say. I'm not going to forego that, including the testing of. Biological weaponry. Yes, 100% is what, I don't know how or or what, but that was one of the things they said, sorry, oh, a little burping going on. Um, but that's exactly what they said. Matter of fact, it was reported as a theory that the, theory that the government was testing uh, these biological weapons to use in Vietnam. So... Um, supposedly, they, there I go, um, they, supposedly they weren't even as going uh, so far as to write to a senator in Colorado by the name of Floyd Haskell and during Haskell's investigation uh, to accuse agents of threatening him into silence. Okay. So, uh, that's, I don't, I don't know biological, maybe the, how to Kill people that way? I have no idea, but I found that interesting. Animosity for the government proved so heated that the Nebraska National Guard ordered their helicopters to cruise at 2,000 feet rather than the regular 1,000-foot altitude for their safety since panicky ranchers had begun shooting at choppers. Mm-hmm. So that was government or military experimentation. It did. It did kind of catch me off guard that they're to be using that for, for that biohazard weaponry. Which, I mean, I don't know, but I guess it's obviously a possibility. Um, 
Yeah, maybe the uh, maybe the natural causes was a little bit more interesting. <laughs> but I'm saying, I guess it wasn't interesting because of natural causes. I thought it was just fascinating, though, the part, because I actually wasn't going to thank you. Thanks, Jamie ChatGPT, for pulling a little bit more information up for the natural uh, cause. But still, I still think the government thing is is still somewhat interesting. The other one is, you know, another another theory is government interference. So in this, when these theory, this theory is in July of 1975, reporter Dane Edwards of the Brush Banner published a cattle mutilation story and began investigating a theory that a cult was responsible. When the origin of the cult theory was traced to a federal inmate and no cult members were ever identified, ranchers and law enforcement started looking for other explanations. It almost sounds like to me that they were just trying to pass it on to somebody else. And motherfucker's like, uh-uh. They're probably like, hey, we'll let you out. And lo and behold, the government, you know, crossed them. That, you know, I mean, when does that happen? Right. Uh, and and then there that and there went that. In October, Edwards gave an interview to the Gazette, which is a Colorado Springs Gazette, announcing a theory that a government project was behind the mutilations. He expressed frustration that the FBI would not get involved and said and he said he would be writing a book explaining how the project was conceived. Shortly after, he was fired by the Gazette and then disappeared. Yeah, interesting, huh? And then on December 5th, 1975, remember, this is in 19, this is July 1975, so about six months later, Edward's wife reported him as a missing person. I love how Wikipedia like say, hey, what's a missing person mean? But I'm glad that they do have a little shit. Um, so this is in December 5th of 1975. And that's when his wife reported him as a missing person. Crazy enough is Edwards emerged in the 1990s. He had adopted a new name, Dr. David Ellsworth. It's funny how they always stick with the first letter almost every time and founded an English language instruction program that was adopted by many federal universities in Mexico. Huh. I would almost, I would almost say that almost sounds more like a witness protection program a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, pretty interesting till all of a sudden he disappeared and Quite a few laters he's found, found, and then had uh, an instruction program that had been adopted by federal universities in Mexico. Hmm. Well, maybe that's an interesting podcast. Who knows? Probably not as interesting as DJ Cooper. Uh, okay, so uh, those are uh, the, the some of the two government theories. Uh, another theory was, well, of course, lo and behold, human intervention. Of course, of course. So humans, and this will come a shock to you all, particularly those with sociopathic disorders, surprise, have been found to have mutilated animals in elaborate ways using knives or surgical instruments. I won't go much into that because this shit angers me. That was me writing this <laughs> because it does. I can't go into this shit too much. Um, people who kill animals for like pleasure, especially, 
I really feel it should be dealt in the exact same way. I I can't stand motherfuckers that kill innocent um, living beings. I mean, that's that even goes with humans. I mean, let's face it. But really, animals, especially more like pets, those type of people are probably to me some of absolutely at the top of the of the worst. And I uh, I would. Like, I think they should be disposed of exactly the same way properly because I think that shit and I think the last time I had said euthanize people that are broken, I still stand by that. So that is one of them. And of course, it doesn't come to no surprise. Sociopathic, right? Of course. Of course, that's going to be one of those because it's it's a psychopath. In in other words. All right, so impaired. I was just looking really quick at what what it meant, impaired empathy, remorse. I just, I can't even, All right, so uh, another theory comes as cults, as we already kind of really touched on that lightly. Cults is, uh, a theory is that it's closely related to the deviant, deviant hypothesis, is the hypothesis that cattle mutilations are the result of cult activity. However, contrary to the deviancy hypothesis, which I didn't even know existed, as far as the actual term, which holds that cattle are mutilated at random by individual deviants, um, and that there I go again, um, that the cult hypothesis holds that cattle mutilations are coordinated acts of ritual sacrifice carried out by organized groups. Yeah, that's what a cult is. The hypothesis that cults were responsible for catamulation was developed in the U.S. during the 1970s and 80s, a time of growing national concern over cults, such as the People's Temple in Jonestown and ritual satanic abuse, as they call it, satanic panic. Yeah, uh, the cult thing is... I would say is highly plausible, no question. It's just the fact is, is the cult thing, the only, the one thing there too, or at least one of the things I feel is, oh, excuse me, there's no footprints around here. And a cult is usually going to leave footprints because there's a ton of them. Usually there's a ton of them, you know? They're saying that beliefs held by proponents of the cult hypothesis vary, but may include the apparent absence of blood and mutilation sites may indicate cult members would harvest it. The organs have been removed from cattle for use in rituals. That unborn calves have been harvested from mutilated cattle. So, it's, it's definitely plausible. There have been reports in the past, again, you never know, and now all of a sudden that everybody has phones. It's kind of interesting how there's never sightings that existed at one point now that we everybody has a camera you know because here's here's one however there were various reports because of course the government's like uh, you know because it was actually fell onto the atf i guess and eventually uh, the investigation was dropped because it was determined that cattle deaths were not a prelude to coordinated campaign against elected officials by cult members which I, I know I kind of skipped a little bit about that, but basically, basically they didn't feel like it was, I think, important enough for the ATF because 
They recorded a number of unusual incidents and circumstantial evidence, but was un- but they were unable to find sufficient evidence of cult involvement for the ATF to take any further action. So, however, there were various reports during the time of menacing groups prowling around mutilation sites. In September of 1975, a Forestry Service employee in Blaine County, Idaho, reported seeing a group of people in black hooded robes. Several cattle were found mutilated in the area following in the following day. On October 9, 1975, a motorist on U.S. Highway 95 in northern Idaho, in an area of frequent cattle mutilation, reported to police that some 15 masked individuals formed a roadblock with linked arms forcing him to turn around. I have a car. You have a link of human beings holding hands across a road, forcing me to turn around. I'm plowing through you sons of bitches. I'll tell you that right now. So that's not stopping me. I have a car. You have hands holding each other. So that was part of the cult thing. I'm not going to go more into that really, but you know, there was a lot of, there's a lot of things that they basically said in most cases that the mutilations were either ruled due to natural causes or the cattle were far too decayed for any useful conclusions to be drawn. Yes. In some cases of cult hysteria were traced back to the fabrication of individuals related to the incident. And basically, you know, in one case, it was concluded that claims had been falsified, you know, uh, by a convict seeking favorable terms. So then he could, of course, be released early in exchange for some information. And some other cases were traced back to local high school where students had circulated rumors as a joke, which I could see that definitely happening. All right, so that was kind of the cult. Uh, The next one is, which I, I, again, it gets a little more interesting on that one to me. The other one is, yes, aliens and UFOs. Aliens and UFOs. And for that We will wait till next time on episode 114. I'm kidding. Don't fucking go anywhere. I'm just taking a drink of my Diet Dew. I don't always drink Diet Dew, but when I do, every once in a while, I want the taste of like a soda, whatever. Coffee, I love. That's usually what I'm drinking, but I I mean, usually what I'm drinking during the podcast, I only drink maybe six ounces a, well, not even a day. Every few days, whatever, but just I want something different sometimes. Okay, so aliens and UFOs. This is uh, yet another theory. So still, others tie the mutilations to possible extraterrestrial videos, videos, visitors. (laughs) Ah, Where are the videos? I'm curious. Filmmaker, science reporter, and Stanford-educated author Linda Moulton, how, or maybe I pronounce it ho, W, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> Holy shit, I did say W. H-O-W-E. But all right, fine. I'll be I'll be uh, somewhat of a grown-up, but no, you know what? I'm gonna go molten ho. Has looked at more than 1,000 animal mutilating Kate mutilated. Oh god. All right. I know, like I said, remember, this is hella average, right? This podcast is hella average. A thousand animal mutilation cases. Winning an Emmy Award for those efforts with her 1980 documentary, her documentary, A Strange Harvest, and her 1989 follow-up book, An Alien Harvest, further evidence linking animal mutilations and human abductions to life forms, 
Ho <laughs> ultimately concluded after researching hundreds of cases that the extraterrestrials were likely involved. Hey, I'm all on board for that. Plus, it's much more exciting. Much more exciting. But I'm all on board on that. Here's another thing. Why do books have a title that is 75 characters, not, sorry, not even characters, words long? Why is it that it's, it's almost a paragraph? Okay, an alien harvest, period. Further evidence linking animal mutilations and human abductions to alien life forms. Can we not just cut that down a tiny bit? <clears throat> All right, and so many books do that. As we continue, one particularly compelling case linking animal mutilation and aliens involved, quote, lady, which is a horse that was found dead and partially skinned at a ranch in Alamosa, Colorado in September of 1967. Just reading that just irks me. I try, I'm trying to get just... Just go through this one because there was a couple of them that I skippy. I think it was Skippy the horse, I believe it was, and kind of like I was oh Snippy the horse. It was kind of like one of the first ones, and I, I just again I can't stand hearing animals being hurt like that. I, it, it just ugh, it's weird. I, I know we're talking about cows and mutilations, but this is because who knows what's going on, right? But partially scanned at a ranch in Alamosa, Colorado in September, right? In 67. Within 24 hours of the incident in which the animal's brain, lungs, heart, and thyroid were cleaned, were cleanly cut out. Local Superior Court Judge Charles Bennett witnessed three orange rings in the sky flying in a triangular formation at incredible speeds. Two sheriff's deputies, meanwhile, reported being followed around by a floating orange globe. Okay. Yes. <laughs> bullshit. That's what I call bullshit on. Not me. I've already told you guys the UFO thing. I've seen some fucking crazy shit, man. I really have. In Pahrump, by Area 51. <sighs> Listen, Pahrump isn't a fucking place to stay. It's... It generally sucks, honestly. I would say if you went over there for a weekend, uh, it's 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 a it's it's a shithole. You probably wouldn't unfortunately see anything, but I would give it a shot. Maybe for a couple of days, instead of staying inside in like a casino, go outside somewhere and just kind of the the, the night sky there is beautiful. I'll tell you that right now. You could see the like actually like the Milky Way and star. I mean, it's. It's phenomenal because it's complete darkness and you will see some weird shit, but you might not see it in because it's not happening every night, rarely every night. You might not see anything, but it is quite interesting what has happened there. And it's it's fucking nuts. So I do believe in the aliens and UFO things and the, the three orange rings in the sky. Remember, I saw a red, green and blue triangle uh style uh, in a triangular formation flying as well when i was with fresh and again remember i was completely sober we were on our way to go get drunk and i wasn't even getting high then actually i don't even get high now really but especially not even then uh, or i did try then but it didn't work out so i find it definitely a lot more believable and more truthful than most times or most, most times, most things, honestly. Um, 
The government, I don't find too far behind. Matter of fact, I think I find the aliens and UFOs more than the bullshit that they put on for natural causes. So I thought that was uh, pretty fascinating. Now, let's get to one uh, another theory. And this was this is the final one that I have, but I found it quite fantastic. And here it is. Unknown creatures and explanation. Cryptozoologist, take it away, please. So others, this is my favorite one. Others have blamed on a, on a, sorry. Oh, even a little puke came up with that one. Um, Okay. Others have blamed unidentified earthbound creatures. Yeah. You heard that right. Local folklore has attributed the mutilations to chupacabras or chupacabras, chupacabras or similar creatures. At Skinwalker Ranch, not Skywalker Ranch, Skinwalker Ranch, is is basically it's it's it it became a hotbed of paranormal activity. Report persists of UFOs, crop circles, cattle mutilations, shape shifting creatures, impervious. Hear that? Impervious to bullets. You know what? There is actually a show on this, and I didn't know. The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, new episodes. Um, I don't know where it's at. This might be one that I was just going to read a little bit more about it. This might kind of, maybe this can lead into episode 114, almost a continuation of cattle mutilation because it's probably not too long, but I, th- I think it'd still be interesting, right? Um, some have called it a supernatural, supernatural place. Others have deemed it cursed. And we'll stop right there because... I think that sounds pretty interesting. All right. So we'll leave that at that. But that's what Sky Skywalker, Skinwatcher. I, I'm just used to Skywalker. That's what I'm used to, you know, uh, the Star Wars deal. So at Skinwalker Ranch, that's where this is going on. At Skinwatcher. Oh, shit, I got to slow down. <laughs> I don't know if I've messed up this many words in any podcast yet. I swear to God, I haven't even had a beer. Or anything. At Skinwalker Ranch, a property in northeastern Utah whose numerous paranormal activities were the subject of the book Hunt for the Skinwalker, Science Confronts the Unexplained at a Remote Ranch in Utah. That is the name. Again, another 72 words. Rancher Terry Sherman lost several heads of cattle to mutilation after buying the 512-acre property in 1996. Those mutilations coincided with several strange encounters. In one, Okay, this is Sherman. Now, I would like to say, like, they should say more, like, not just in one Sherman saw. It should say in one Sherman, who was extremely sober at the time, or maybe a straight edge, or maybe he smoked and he stoned. Give me something, because I don't know Sherman's uh, mentality and what kind of drugs, if he is on any alcohol or not. Was he drunk? What's going on here? I've seen crazy shit myself. In one, Sherman saw a saw a wolf-like creature, all right? Three times the size of a normal wolf. That's right. Three times the normal size of a normal wolf. And get this, was impervious to rifle fire. Or could it be that he just was a bad shot and missed every fucking time? 
Or could it be that it was just his imagination? He was drunk or high as a fucking kite and shooting at nothing. Hmm? Maybe a maybe an old tractor out there that he left out or a car. I mean, that's about three times the size of a wolf, right? In another, a researcher saw an odd humanoid creature with piercing yellow eyes. Like I'm standing behind a campfire here. But that's what it says. Creature with piercing yellow eyes spying on him from a tree. Well, there's probably a few of those out there. And other cases have happened since on that happened since on that property. And that's where that one ends. Now, it probably continues a little further in the Skinwalker Ranch article that I found. But, yeah, I'm not going to go into that just yet because that may be, maybe I'll, like I said, maybe I'll just carry this one next uh, uh, to uh, carry this to episode 114. It sounds kind of interesting to me now that I'm looking at it. I did see this yesterday, but I didn't really think too much about it until... I saw that, and let's see. Okay, well, I was, was going to say, Jamie, chat, GPT, what is Skinwalker Ranch? Because I, let's see what, what Jamie, chat, GPT comes out with. <sighs> Quite a bit, actually, but I don't want to give it away. Just the little little part that we already knew, Skinwalker Ranch. That almost sounds like a porno site or place, doesn't it? Or is that just my fucking sick, disgusting mind? Eh, probably my sick, disgusting mind. Skinwalker Ranch is a 512-acre property located in Utah, USA. And as we said, has uh, basically has had numerous reports of paranormal activity including UFO sightings, animal mutilations, and strange creatures. Um, okay, here we go. The rant. Eh, no, well, you know what? I'm going to leave that there. So, Skinwalker Ranch. Interesting stuff. But, again, is it the most feasible? Absolutely not. That's the one that's outside of my circle. However, for entertainment purposes and something that, like, like oh, what is this? That's the one that stands out to me the most because I just find it fascinating that people see this type of shit. It's fuck crazy. So, okay, so let's go into a little bit, and there's not much here, but let's go a little bit more into reality. Let's go, let's come back to reality. Let's say we're done, you know, we we, you know, we're coming down from our high, we're coming down from our drunk, from our buzz, whatever it is. Now we've kind of come back and be like, the fuck happened last night? That shit was a great time. And here we are waking up, sharing a little bit of stories, whatever it may be. And then we come to skepticism within the veterinarian world or veterinary world, shall we say. And here, like I said, I'm like, okay, whatever. But when they do say certain things, like I said, this is when you're, when you're picking up both sides of the story, you can say, oh, yeah, this is definitely plausible. So this is what they say. Some medical experts offer much more mundane explanations for animal mutilations. Veterinary pathologists, pathologists point to the fact that scavengers tend to eat the soft tissue of a dead animal first, which, oh gosh, excuse me again, which might explain the missing external organs commonly described on the dead bovine. Bloodlessness, meanwhile, might be attributed to liver mortis. In other words, when an animal dies, the heart stops and the blood stops circulating. Well, again, I'm no scientist, but, but that 
I probably could have taken a guess at. The blood stops circulating, thus settling the blood via gravity, creating a bloodless, with these quote, effect in some surface parts of a carcass. You're still going to see dry blood. To me, what they're talking, from what I get, and maybe I'm wrong, but from what I get, bloodless means there's no blood there anymore. You know, so maybe they're maybe they're misreading or maybe I'm misreading. I don't know. It goes on to say in Washington County, Arkansas, in 1979, the sheriff's department conducted an experiment. It placed a dead cow. And this is pretty interesting here. This is quite interesting. It placed a dead cow in a field for 48 hours and found it looked a lot like the ostensibly mutilated ones. Ostensibly mutilated ones. Man, I'm having a tongue twisters today. Bacterial bloating had caused its skin to tear in an incision-like manner similar to what had been described in some ranchers' reports. Maggots and blowflies, meanwhile, had cleaned out the animal's organs. Okay, so does that not sound plausible now? Now, so we were talking about the natural causes and what they said in incisions. Since you're like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Then when they put it this way, especially when they did a dead cow in field of 48 hours, that's what they found. Very interesting. You know, what, what were the people there? How many people were doing this, I wonder? How did this come across? So there's still, I think, a lot of unanswered questions there. I mean, this is 1975. I think it's still quite interesting, though, because it does match up with what they said. Now, does that mean also that they possibly like what I'm saying is, did they just say that that happened and they didn't have any, you know, they didn't take any photos or proof or anything like that? Like, where's the before and after shot dated, time stamped and so forth? Right. That's where I'm curious. Like, have they tried it since? So there's still a lot of holes. And like just like this one guy said in in one of the articles, <clears throat> that I had looked at saying I can poke holes in any theory that's trying to explain the cattle mutilation mystery. It's really difficult. It's a really difficult soundbite material. It's really difficult soundbite material. So I agree with that hundred percent because I just poked holes in that and I'm curious. However, that is still to me, definitely plausible. And the cattle mutilation, here's another thing. So a ca- cattle mutilation is, is 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 the question cattle mutilation as an expression of economic anxiety well this goes on to say agricultural historian michael goldman theorizes that the 70s report of cattle mutilation likely provided a way for independent small-scale ranchers to express both their economic anxiety and the resentment for government interference in agriculture i'm just going to keep moving on that agriculture life According to Goldman, unexplained cattle death has always been part a part of ranching. Cattle deaths were no higher year to year during the time of the reported mutilations than before or after. Pretty fascinating, right? I mean, where's the source, but quite fascinating. But most mutilation reports emerged at a time when the cattle industry was reeling. In the 1970s, the US, the US government sent a lot of grain to food insecure nations, looks like we some things just don't change, driving up the domestic price of cattle feed, right? At the same time, this is, the, again, 
you take fucking these dots and they, they start lining up a little bit and you start connecting them. At the same time, President Richard Nixon, again, I'm not a pol- pol- political person, so Richard Nixon, I, I don't care, like, with Democrat, Republican, it's not, whatever. President Richard Nixon intermitt- intermittently froze the price of beef and other meat domestically to combat inflation. Cattle ranchers found themselves, why don't they do shit like that now? Cattle ranchers found themselves in a squeeze and in 1975 in a 19 and in a 1975 Senate Agriculture Committee hearing, the president of the American National Cattlemen's Association said that the industry had suffered operating losses of losses of $5 billion plus a reduction in inventory value of $20 billion. That is definitely motive for certain things. However, I don't see ranchers killing their own cattle. I just don't see that happening. My dad was a dairy farmer. They, you know, it, it was it was a decent sized dairy. I know a couple of people that their dads are ranchers, still ranchers, have been ranchers. That's a lot of money. I don't care if it's if you're being squeezed. At that point, you sell your living livestock to make some of that money. You don't kill. You're you're taking money out of your pocket. You're already at a squeeze and you're gonna throw more money away or 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 basically cannibalize your own like your own business. It, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. It does not make any sense to me. As evidence for his argument, Goldman points out that the alleged 70s mutilations occurred most frequently in states like Colorado and New Mexico, which had a higher percentage of small ranches most vulnerable to those governmental policies. Texas, meanwhile, reported considerably less of the phenomenon, despite having by far the most cattle in the country. Well, that might be why, because it has more cattle in the country, so you might not see the impact as it does on other ones. Because the mutilations were concentrating both geographically and over time, Goldman says paranormal activity seems, seems like a less likely explanation than the case of mass hysteria. Well, it sounds like Goldman's trying to hide something. Maybe he's the alien. He's the one over there taking anuses and, and sex organs and genitalia from, from animals. You know, it, it makes no sense for cattle. I, I love it when people and our so-called experts speak on shit. Yeah, economic, maybe. But they don't know what a rancher does or whatever has done. They've never been in those shoes. I just I, I find it laughable when people feel like they can talk about an industry or an, or a profession when they have nothing in common with it and never to do with it. Kind of like when I go work out at you know gyms and they have these machines that are completely over engineered that don't work for shit. Yet it's an engineer who designed it that has never seen the inside of a gym before. Sure, they've probably seen the outside of a gym, but they've never seen the inside of a gym before. They don't even know what a bicep curl is, yet they're over there designing the machine. So, um, you know, in mass hysteria, that's where that ends. So that I found quite fascinating. Now, just days ago, which actually sparked this great little podcast. I, I hope you guys have enjoyed it so far. We're all, we're here to the end, so don't worry. I know I went a little long again. Apologize. But this is what kind of started this 
podcast and it was the the link that my buddy Rick sent me and this just happened just days ago now maybe what's this he's 20 April 22nd it's the 27th so yeah five days ago this is what has happened and this is this is interesting all right and I don't know how many more times it's happened like happened whether it's been very, very recent or as recent or last year, anything like that. But just days ago, six cattle died mysteriously in Texas with their tongues removed, the hide around one side of their mouths gone, and no blood spilled. That doesn't sound like a natural cause or blow flies to me, a sortie said this week. <clears throat> and also, uh, it doesn't sound like a chupacabra either, or, uh, you know, any other cryptozoology deals. And I seriously doubt that they're killing their own cattle. Yes, beef is expensive right now. It goes on to say, the cause of death for the six animals was unknown. The Madison County's Sheriff's Office said in a statement Wednesday. I read that completely wrong. <laughs> As of Friday, there had been no updates in the case, a dispatcher said. Okay, and I actually checked and there still hasn't been. The cattle were found along Texas State Highway in three counties, Madison, Brazos, and Robertson, with each animal part of a different herd. Okay, so with each animal part of a different herd and in a different pasture, the sheriff's office said. Five of the animals were adults, the sheriff's office said. One was a yearling. So, so it's kind of adults. I don't know when, you know, if five or four or five is an adult, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Anyways, goes on to say, in two cases, the animal's genitalia and anuses had been removed with a particular cut that the sheriff's office said had been made with the same precision as the cuts noted around the jaw lines of each cow. This is days ago, okay? This is the exact same detail and explanations of, of what has been happening to cattle mutilations from the fucking 60s and 70s probably even longer than that like because it started in 1600 right it goes on to say the grass around the bodies of all six animals all right was undisturbed there goes the cult thing to me okay the grass around the bodies of all of the six animals was undisturbed i know i read that but that that's odd all right with no signs of struggle and no footprints or tire tracks found. I, I mean, it just lines up with so much of what has been going on for many years, for decades. Goes further on, further on, it goes on to say, ranchers also reported that no predators or birds were, would scavenge the remains of the cow, leaving it to decay untouched for several weeks. The sheriff's office noted that similar incidents have been reported across the United States and it was coordinated with other law enforcement agencies. Again, no additional updates yet. So I think that's quite interesting. Same, I mean, it lines up with everything from decades ago of the precision of the parts that were taking, the bloodless, everything. How in the hell could that be natural causes 
And especially them saying that it wasn't even touched by scavengers or birds. It was untouched for several weeks and leaving it to decay. There's there's something a little more there. I, I don't know what a chupacabra does. I can't imagine that a chupacabra in, does makes incisions and so forth like that. Because you ever see, like, in again, the chupacabra is kind of like, I would say, you ever see a, a cheetah, a lion, uh, a wolf eat an animal? It doesn't take out a fork or knife. It's not surgically removing certain things and it's not clean it's a fucking mess it's chaotic all right so that that's that's extremely interesting that that's happened then obviously the the animals the scavengers haven't touched it and why is it that if the blowflies and so forth have eaten some of the genitalia some of the soft organs as they say how come most of the soft organs were left behind so I don't know. It's 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 <clears throat> there's a lot of a lot of holes here and watch in the end be the fucking one that I have outside the circle would be the truth. Right. Because Bigfoot does. I can't imagine has the brains to do that. Matter of fact, I think break, Bigfoot would just break the, the cow's back or maybe ride the cow or. Who knows? I mean, it, it's 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 pretty crazy for shit for shit like this to be not not only has happened, but to be happening just days ago so don't know uh more about it other than like that was basically the thing that most recently happened and there hasn't been any updates so really it's still an unsolved uh mystery shall we say i mean it's it's pretty pretty fascinating how it's it's been something that's never been solved you know, um, I gotta keep saying, um, I know I'm trying to stop. And I was been doing really good with that too. So somebody called it, it's the greatest unsolved crime spree in history. I don't know if it's a crime spree so more so than just an unsolved mystery. That's pretty crazy and fascinating. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know what you guys think. I hope that, you know, I hope that it's aliens or something because that's kind of crazy. But I just do want to thank you so much for for you know at least listening to that. Like this is a, like this stuff is really I finally very I find it very very interesting. But you know I I guess you could kind of say that it might have been a little dark, but not so much as it was fascinating. And I feel bad for of course the cows, the animals, and so forth. But what the hell is going on, right? I mean, what is the deal? Is it like hope, right? But Hope actually took, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Maybe I won't. Yeah, I won't kill it. It's a Jordan Peele movie. And uh, maybe it's maybe along those lines, except the, the surgically and leaving part of the carcass behind is what makes it different and makes it not the same. But hey, maybe that's where you got the idea. Maybe that's where the idea stemmed from. Who knows? If you guys haven't watched it, I think it was good. Some people didn't like it. I think it's good. Take it, check it out. I I would just, I mean, come on, what else you got to do, right? So who knows what's going to happen with this? I mean, it might not ever be solved. I mean, this is back, I mean, you were talking 16, 1600s. And of course, not a lot going as far as tests and communications and so forth as much as it is now. 
But I still find it fascinating that nothing has really been confirmed or validated. And now it's 2023. So I don't know. I thought it was great. I hope you guys found it as interesting as I did. And um, at least give spur up some questions and shit. So it's about time for me to call it quits. <laughs> call it quits. Call it good in the show because I am way over an hour and a half. So I apologize for that. Man, I'm always apologizing this motherfucker. I'm serious. I didn't I say I wasn't going to apologize. Fuck that. But yeah, I don't know. It's hard. I just appreciate you guys always taking the time to listen to my 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 podcast, listen to my, you know, my shit, venting or otherwise. But, you know, want to thank again, Rick, for the uh, awesome recommendation and, and subjects here. I think it's great. I'm curious um, or I'm, I'm very much debating on doing a, a one for Skinwalker Ranch. I got to see how long it could it would be because I can't do one that's only 20 minutes. Maybe it's more beneficial. That way you guys be like, hey, please do a short one for once. Right. But I, 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 I'll see. I'll check it out. But very interesting. I hope you guys found it fascinating. Again, this is this is always good shit. And I will probably see you guys in another two weeks. I am doing quite a bit of stuff and a lot of more great stuff on the horizon. Excited for a lot of things. But do want to thank you for your time, for being here, taking the time to listen to me, taking taking the time to listen to the podcast. I know everybody has things to do. Everybody's busy. Uh, Don't forget again to check out my YouTube channel, Jose Mesa the Degenerate, and subscribe to it. Also, like those videos that you check, that you see, that you watch, and stay and we'll let them watch for a while. Even you don't have to watch them, just let it play if you need to. That helps me. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast again. Follow me on Jose Meza underscore creator. And I'm getting ready to start, hopefully in the next two weeks, posting up stuff on Jose Meza comedy. Uh, I'm garnering some content. And I guess that's all. But... Yeah, I guess that's it. So thank you guys. I will talk at you guys in two weeks. And that, ooh, I was about to say my catchphrase here, but I'm not going to. Well, here we go anyways. Thanks again. I will talk at you guys next time. That's a fucking wrap. <laughs>